Welcome to the Public Services Reform podcast series from the Centre for Markets and Public Organisation. My name's Saskia Walcott and today I'm at a conference at CMPO on access to justice in the employment tribunal sector. With me is David Renton, a barrister who specialises in discrimination cases and who writes regularly on employment law. David, employment protection laws changed very rapidly in the last two years and continues to do so. Can you give me an overview of the main changes to the tribunal system? Well, already this year we've seen two significant changes. The first is an extension of the period of time for which an employee needs to have worked continuously for an employer before they can bring an unfair dismissal claim. And that's been increased from one year to two years. The other thing which has already come in is there's been a change to the composition of the tribunals. There used to be um, panels of three people, two of whom were just lay people from the trade union side, from the employer's side, um, and the third was judge. The two panellists have been removed and the tribunals are now determined just by judges. In addition to that, there's a bill before Parliament, which has a whole number of changes in it, but I'll mention just a couple. They include a cap, a reduction on the cap, which a person can win in an unfair dismissal claim, down from around £65,000. It's going to be down to an absolute maximum of £26,000. And for most workers, the cap's actually going to be rather less than that. There's also um, going to be other changes coming in through the bill, um, compulsory mediation um, or attempted compulsory. The compulsory bit is going to be compulsory, but it's not going to be forced to reach an agreement, but you're going to be forced to try to reach an agreement. Um, and also um, what's called protected conversations, which is a process whereby a manager at work will be able to essentially call the worker in and tell them um, that they've got to go, but the worker won't be able to tell the tribunal afterwards what was said. We're also seeing from next year the introduction of fees. And fees are probably the single worst part of the package. Um, they'll be high. Workers who wanted to bring um, um, claims to the tribunal before have never had to pay fees. And the only person who's going to be paying them will be the worker. Those appear to be quite significant changes to the system. What do those changes mean for employees? Well, the government's intention really bluntly is to reduce the number of claims that there are in the tribunal system and so it's putting all sorts of impediments in the way of employees to make it harder for them to bring claims so very bluntly just what it means there'll be fewer claims people will be put off bringing claims I suppose you can say their chances of succeeding at claims will probably be a little bit less the cost of bringing claims will be a lot more And in essence, just um, the idea and and the reality is going to be that there will be fewer claims. There'll be lots of people who will be leaving work, leaving jobs, feeling disappointed and angry, but will also look down the the barrel, as it were, of bringing a claim and will just decide that that it's not something they could possibly dare do. That would seem to indicate that the current tribunal system therefore costs the government or costs businesses quite a lot of money. What is the most common outcome for employees who go to tribunal, who get that far with their disputes? Well, before coming on to outcomes, I mean, there is, there is a cost to the tribunal system. There's nothing which government can do which doesn't have a cost. The, the cost to the taxpayer of the present employment tribunal system is around £80 million a year. Um, and probably as a result of these changes, that will be reduced to probably, I guess, say around 40 to £50 million. So there will be a cost saving. And it's worth acknowledging that. This isn't completely... So that's good news for the budget deficit. Yes. No, no, there's, there's a purpose to these things, and you, you have to acknowledge that. The, the, the question is really whether that purpose is worth the loss. And, um, 
and you're right to put it in, to, to ask about the system at present and how the syst- where we are already before these changes take effect because they give you a sense of, 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 of a system that's already quite weighted in one direction and it's going to be worse. And just, to, just a few figures to back that up. At present, around um, 60% of all people who bring claims to the tribunal succeed. Of that proportion who succeed, the remedies they get, which are overwhelmingly cash remedies, people want their job back but they don't get it, the cash remedies are low. Um, from fair dismissal, for example, the average, the median award um, in the year up to April this year was only £4,590. So that's low. It's about two and a half months' wages for the typical worker. Um, and the other big disadvantage with the tribunal system, which is there, which everyone knows about, and which the government's doing nothing about, is that awards very often go unpaid. Um, the best evidence we have is that presently only 40% of employers have paid the order that they get from the tribunal to pay have paid it within 18 months so there's lots of people who are winning they're getting money but they're not getting it in their pocket okay so what you've described is a system in which employees are not necessarily getting what they want from the tribunal system already in terms of these changes it would appear that it is going to be more so the case looking at it from the perspective of the employer what are the benefits to them of these proposed changes? Well, from the, from the perspective of companies, it's fantastic news. Um, there's going to be just as much bullying in the workplace. There's going to be just as much unhappiness in the workplace, and just as much happiness too, of course. But there will be just as much unhappiness as there's always been. The difference is that it'll be easier to manage it and easier to get rid of it. Um, for example, the fact that unfair dismissal awards are going to be even lower will just mean that employers become encouraged to turn around and say, well, OK, we'll chuck a bit of money at this problem and it'll go away. The good news for employers, um, I suppose, is that it'll be the amount of money they'll have to throw at the problem will be considerably less than it is now or, or that it has been in the past. You appear to be paying, painting a rather grim picture. Where, in your opinion, do these changes leave justice and employment law going forward? Well, they're pretty sobering from the perspective of justice and, and employment law. But I, I don't think that people should see everything or even the most thing in terms of what happens in workplace as being about the law. Um, every year there are all sorts of disputes in employment, um, employment in workplaces and they end up in all sorts of different ways. The vast majority go nowhere near the law. The vast majority um, reach a conclusion because you know, you've got workers and you've got employers. Generally, the workers stay in the organisation. Um, legal cases in that sense are untypical. And generally, some sort of compromise or consensus has to be thrashed out. Very, very often that's done through trade unions. And if there is any sliver of hope here from the perspective of justice, maybe it's just in this that if this does give workers a real sense that the law is being reduced, its opportunities are going to be less in future. But those aren't the only things that people can do. And if, for example, it means that people go back to unions, use unions more actively and dynamically, then actually the end result might be, in the long run, um, just a workplaces for all. Thank you very much, David.